Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts like 17 year olds, the NHL has to tread the water really carefully. Like, they don't even have a goalie. Like, what is, what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But Where is this going? Oh so, no, so listen, hear me out. It's going somewhere. It's, it's just not part of hockey. Like, really looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like, Welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. What up, what up, guys? Welcome back to Slapshot Sweethearts. I am Megan. That is Shannon. And today we are sitting down with Maggie Legue from the Connecticut Wales. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, you guys. This is awesome. Yeah, we're so excited. We followed the entire Isabel Cup and we were so excited to sit down with different players and we're just so glad you were able to join us today. Awesome. Yeah, I know it's definitely a long tournament experience. So it's definitely a lot to follow. So I appreciate you guys following along the whole time. Totally. So yeah. I guess to start out, tell us like how you got started playing hockey just in general. So <laughs> So my dad played and so I have an older sister and he wanted the two of us to play. So I actually didn't know this, but um, I went to like my first practice. So I started when I was around four and apparently I hated it and didn't want to go. And then my mom was like, oh, like just go again to like make your dad happy. And so I went and then I guess the rest is history. <laughs> but yeah, so I just grew up playing locally and then my sister was a goalie and I really wanted to be a goalie, but they said absolutely not. So I'm still like bitter about that. I think. <laughs> Maybe that's why I play D because it's like the closest thing. But yeah, so I got started just from my family and yeah, just it was it was fun to definitely get into it, obviously. And um, thankfully I went back for the second practice. <laughs> 
<laughs> for sure. So obviously you've had an incredible career already and it's only been one year uh, with the whale. Uh, I mean, you set records at Robert Morris and you got drafted into the NWHL. Uh, what, like, tell us more about, you know, how you got to the whale themselves. Like, what was that draft like in 2018? Yeah, so I didn't know it was actually happening. I knew it was like <laughs> happening around that time. But with the NCAA, with um, amateurism, like you're not really supposed to be that involved with that stuff when it happens during the year. So I was actually at my current job. I was working during my senior year because I took like no classes. So I was at home in the office and I got an email from our media person and he said, oh, like, congratulations are in order. Like, you're getting drafted. And I emailed him back. I was like, wait, is this serious? Like, and then like, I texted what? my coach. I was like, is this a spam email? I'm drafted for what? Like, I had no idea. And um, it was funny. It's like two days before I was in TJ Maxx with my mom. And I was like, yeah, like, I think I'll be done. Like, college was great. And then I got that. And I was like, oh, wait, no, like, that changes things for sure. So that's like how it happened. And I was at work when the actual draft happened. I was at lunch with a bunch of friends and I was like refreshing Twitter. And I was like, oh, there it is. And I like cried and it was really awesome. So my, my work was so excited. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. And then so like going to this season, getting to the cup, what was Lake Placid like? Like cool. just getting that, that was like like first season was kind of an odd one. <laughs> Yeah, so it was really nice, I guess, to be able to, like, have it happen, though. Like, during the first, you know, two months, we were, like, kind of in limbo of, are we actually having games? Are we not? You know, that's when, like, COVID was really getting bad again in the fall. So we were just, like, not really sure what was happening. And then they announced that. And so we're, like, okay, finally, like, we have a set date of, like, what's going on. So that just, like, made practice a bit more intense and exciting to be like okay we actually have something to work for so it feels like it's been so long ago already but yeah I mean knowing that we had the NBC deal coming up like that was really exciting yeah it was it was unfortunate the way that things happened for sure and being a COVID victim was really unfortunate but um it was just so cool I mean like that's a rink that I was lucky enough to play in growing up in tournaments and stuff so I mean, that place means so much. And so being able to play there was really awesome and really cool. Yeah, so you mentioned it a little bit, but, you know, the shift in coverage that's happened this season, even with the pause, you know, the NBC sports deal and all of that that you guys had in Lake Placid and in Boston, what was that like in terms of, you know, ramping up the players and keeping the momentum even through that month pause? Yeah, I mean, it was it was just really exciting. Like, there was just such a buzz with all of us being like, okay, we know that this is a huge deal. Like, we're going to, literally put our all into this like this is going to be a really great product and we were just really thankful I think that they were still able to do it after Lake Placid because it got cut short so it was again just something to look forward to and be like okay we know that this is happening again we know that we're let back in to play because of that whole situation so we were we were just really excited and um, I remember I got like pictures from colleagues at work of like the TV and they're like, this was so great. And they like, know not that much about hockey. So <laughs> it was a lot of people. And I think that we generated a lot, like many more fans. And I think the league did as a whole. So it was just really, really great to be able to, you know, say that we played on national TV, like not many people get to say that. Oh yeah. 
Totally. And you kind of touched on the shutdown a little bit, but it's like, so you guys actually pulled out a little before the whole shutdown. Like what were the emotions like going through that? Like having to just come to a complete stop there? Yeah, it was a really hard situation just in the, in the fact of, I mean, it was like a couple hours before the game. So I'd like woken up from a pregame nap and then we were getting a text of like, Hey, like, are you comfortable playing or not? And then I was like, well, like, sure. Like if everybody else is going to play, like, I didn't know that we had somebody that wasn't feeling well at the time. So it, I mean, I think in the end we made the right call of saying that we're not comfortable playing. Cause I mean, it's not just like us that we were worried about, obviously like we were around our own teammates, but then like you're on the ice with other people and around other people who have families and kids and stuff. So it was, it was definitely a tough situation. I think the way it was handled was maybe a little bit harsh, but I mean, that's just my opinion, but again, super glad that we were able to continue and pick up where we left off. Granted, if it was, you know, played the way it was supposed to be, maybe we weren't going to be in that situation because we had to leave. Yeah. And so, you know, transitioning into Boston and even in that month in between, what was it like for you guys coming back? You know, how did your team, I mean, we know a little bit about how the NWHL handled it because we did talk to Anya Packer before the weekend, but what was it like for you guys to, you know, get back into that momentum and prepare again? I'm sure, like you said, it was like an awkward, you know, you got to revamp yourself up again. And recover from COVID at the same time. (laughs) Holy crap. I mean, I I quarantined, so I'm from Vermont, so I quarantined in Vermont and uh, I, we, during those like two weeks, we like weren't really sure what was going on again. Like they were trying to figure it out. Like we get the call that like, okay, we're going to pick it back up. And I'm like dying on the couch with an (laughs) inhaler. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to go well. Like I have to skate. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was like, I have to like exercise again. (laughs) Like this is going to be awful. I mean, it was like good in the sense that so many of us had it, that we were like just totally in the same boat of like, okay, the first couple of practices are totally going to suck, but I mean, it's just like muscle memory. Like you get back into it and you do the best that you can. Like, I mean, I, I'm still probably not fully recovered, but I mean, we did as much as we could with the time that we had and our coaches were super patient with us too, because I mean, I'm sure it was like our first practice was (laughs) just not great. (laughs) I mean, we were like just going up and down the ice and I was like, Holy crap. Like, I cannot breathe at all. So that that was definitely a, a really tough factor. But it just, I guess, like after leaving Lake Placid, like so many people had COVID and stayed there, had COVID and left, or stayed in Connecticut. So there was like no closure. So it was just really fun to be back with the girls and just get another chance to be with them and actually play and have a proper goodbye instead of you know, hope you do well with COVID. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> that many of you had COVID yeah. from, yeah. you know, when they shut down the same way that like the NFL does. I just assume, you know, one person tests positive and they're like, absolutely not ended. So that's, that's crazy that you guys turned around that quickly after I, mean, yeah. I know that, like Jason Tatum on the Celtics still can't play a full game because he's had, he had COVID four months ago. Like, I know I, I ended up wearing a cardiac monitor because I was like having such a hard time. And I know a couple other girls did too. And couple girls on Boston were having similar issues with just the heart and lungs. Like, I mean, this thing is no joke. Doesn't matter like how good of shape you're in. That was, it's crazy. Like it's, it's totally crazy. And I think probably like 90% of us on the team had it. 
Wow. And yeah. how long did you guys have from when they decided, okay, we're going to come back to like actually having to play? Like how long was that prep? So we had, it, it was like a solid month, like four weeks, I think. Because mm -hmm. we got sent home February 2nd or 3rd, whatever day that was. And then I was basically into like my second week. And then they like were in the works with this. And so I went back in the beginning of March, like that first week of March. It's like you're finished your quarantine and then you start another one to just go back to oh, work, yeah. basically. <laughs> Luckily, at least they were like, okay, you guys don't have to test anymore. So we didn't have to spit in a cup or get anything up our nose, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that test is but, not important. <laughs> yeah, no, my gosh, the tests were brutal. That was like yeah. the worst part of the whole thing. I mean, Boston was by no means the environment of like Lake Placid's bubble and you guys with, like you said, the camaraderie and all of that. But what it was still a pretty exhilarating environment. I mean, like what changed for you guys in that two weeks? Obviously, you touched on the COVID thing, but like what did you guys have to do as a team to like basically get your get your act together and get on that ice? That Yeah, that we I think it was good to like have the short timeline in the sense of like okay they're every time we're on the ice like it's business like have fun do whatever but also like we need to get back into the swing of things because we only had four weeks and you know three practices a week so just kind of having that like mental note in our heads of okay don't take a practice off prepare like you normally would stuff like that like stay in shape if you can <laughs> get back into shape. Yeah, like we we knew that it was going to happen and we just wanted to go into it with a, you know, we were able to get back in and play and just be like, okay, we're looked at as the underdog always. So just, you know, give it all we got. So that was really just the mental state that we had the whole time. Yeah, I was going to say, like you guys kind of like when you started that game, like we're playing fast aggressive, like so many shots on goal against arguably one of Lavelle's best night so like hard to have this like right this energy and then not just be able to capitalize but, like what was the energy like for you guys like on the bench in the locker room was it like the same was it kind of like okay we're doing the best we can but like you're getting near 50 shots on goal I mean yeah, it's like, yeah. productivity <laughs> I know it was like you know somebody said it. I think um Emma Vlasic said it great she was like you know we're getting 10 chances and then they get one and put it away. Like, it's just, it was just one of those games. Like it was one of those things, like by no means that I think we played poorly. They just, they capitalized on everything and kudos to their goalie as well. Like she stood on their head. We just weren't able to help Abby out as much, but yeah, it, it was just, I think we've all had one of those games in our careers of things just are not going <laughs> the way that they're supposed to go. And it was just too bad that, you know, that was our one game and that was it. So it was just kind of bittersweet of, I mean, not really that sweet, but just like, <laughs> that was it. Like that sucks. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, it they, isn't just the one game right. elimination thing. And I was looking at you guys's record for, you know, the six years that you guys have been around and you haven't been able to beat the white caps once yet. So is that something just from a genuine, like internal perspective, do you guys think of that as a rivalry or is there like, are the, do those exist for you guys internally at all or I think it's like almost it almost feels like a us versus the world situation of okay. especially <laughs> being a rookie I don't know if I'm still a rookie since I kind of took the year off but I'm calling myself one um as like a rookie coming in 
it, you were just like kind of fresh to everything. And you know, people from other teams too that like switch around and get traded or whatever. And so they're like, oh yeah, like this team thinks of us this way. And you're just like, oh, like F that, like, you know, like let's just go kill them this weekend or something. So just kind of having that of like, we had to really climb our way up versus like, you know, a head to head. But I think we really proved ourselves in oh, yeah. the feelings that we had to be like, we're a legitimate team and can absolutely stand with anybody. Even like if it doesn't necessarily reflect on the scoreboard, like I think we still put up a really solid game against them. So. Yeah. I mean, you guys were still one of the four that got there. Like there were two right. teams that did not. So it's like, they can't count you out. Right. Exactly. And it's not like a, you know, it was just a fluke or anything too. Like we, we put in the work and like, we knew what we were able to do and just, that just wasn't our night that night, unfortunately. And so. Yeah. You touched on it a little bit, but I mean, as one of the four teams, for whatever reason, you guys can't shake that underdog tag. And I, I mean, like we said, we watched you guys all through the playoffs. It doesn't necessarily make sense that you have that tag anymore. So what does that feel like as a player, you know, as a rookie or not going onto a team that can't get rid of that tag internally or externally? Yeah, I think it's just like motivating to, you know, you come into it and us as a core like rookie group or like we want to be part of this change and help this group out as much as we can. Like, you know, we're as like an athlete, like you obviously always strive to set expectations and exceed mm -hmm. them. So just being like, we don't want to just come into this team and be okay with that status of an underdog, but use that as motivation to shake some things up and beat some teams and be like, we are legit. And no, we're not going to be the underdog anymore. Like we're, we're equal to everybody else. For sure. So like that kind of in mind, like what are you hoping to see going into next season? Like what is the expectation there? Like, is there a morale that we're riding? Meaning like we made it to these four, let's make it a little further next year. Yeah. I think it's like a, let's take what we learned from this experience. Granted, this was like a one in a million experience. <laughs> we hope it doesn't happen this way again. I know, oh my gosh. But I think just, you know, having that of, okay, we had this experience, we'll learn from it, we'll ride the highs from it, and then continue to build. Like, we're just never, it's a thing that like, you don't want to be satisfied and become complacent. It's like, I just strive to get better. And what else can I bring to the table next year? Totally. Well, hopefully next year is a normal type of situation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anything, anything other than this, like this is, just, <laughs> it was just unreal. Like it, it was just crazy. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it, looked, it looked like it went off without a hitch from my couch. <laughs> when I'm, <laughs> NBC, I'm sure it was not pleasant to be executing from your side of things so yeah a lot of lot of stress and you know like all the majority of us are balancing a full-time job on top of this yeah. too so it's just like you know we would have the late practices and everything and I'm like all right I'm up at 7 a.m for work the next day and got home at We're 11 out like <laughs> yeah exactly and then I have a puppy as well so I'm like what am I gonna do with her like she's <laughs> up super early so yeah that's that's just, I mean, that's just part of it though. Like we know what we're getting ourselves into and, you know, we're used to balancing school with hockey and now it's big girl school slash a job with hockey. Well, hopefully as like the sport in the league keeps growing for women that we can get to a point where 
female hockey players don't have to have second jobs. Like we were talking about that with right. onion. Like there, we hope there's such a push because like, I know we felt it at least this year, like that growth and like acknowledgement and the excitement, like hopefully it can just keep getting better and better. I know. And like, I don't, I don't see really how it could get worse. Like I feel like we're doing such a good job of, you know, pushing the envelope of like, we're just growing so rapidly. And I mean, same with the PWHPA too, like they're doing so many great things of, you know, getting their name out there, getting on TV as well. So like women's hockey, like is not going to slow down. And that's, it's so cool to be part of that no matter what side you're on. Yeah. I mean, it just gives, you know, girls a thing to look forward to after college. Cause you know, you graduate and you're like, Oh, now what? <laughs> right. Totally. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us. We are so glad we got to have this conversation. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you on social. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. Amazing. Great. So guys, if you haven't watched our other videos, make sure you check them out. Follow us on Twitter, S Sweethearts Pod, Instagram, Slapshot Sweethearts. Same Facebook, YouTube, Slapshot Sweethearts. Check it out. Some good content coming up. So make sure you're there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.